Is there an age limit on creativity? We're going to talk about that in a moment. Welcome to the Brand Telling Podcast, where we share secrets, systems, and strategies you can use to unleash the power of story to build and grow your brand. The Brand Telling Podcast is brought to you by the award-winning team at Communication Strategy Group, bringing a combined 50-plus years of publishing, agency, and client strategy, creative, and tactical marketing experience. Please welcome your hosts, Principal and Chief Brand Teller, Arthur Germain, and Creative Director, Michael Simbrom. Whether it's working on the positioning of a global brand or the business strategy of a startup, my guest, Eddie Prentice, takes on projects armed with enthusiasm, a positive attitude, and some common sense. His expertise includes traditional, digital, user experience, broadcast, print, social, public relations, experiential, and shopper marketing. Among his many titles, Eddie is a senior creative director and marketing professional and the founder and executive director of Createless, a community for creative professionals. So, Eddie, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. I appreciate you having me here, Arthur. So, Eddie, um, I did your intro a little bit ago. What I left out of your intro was how we met. Um, we met because uh, our daughters attend school together. And we met at a parents' weekend, and I recall uh, doing the usual thing, hi, my name's Arthur, and you said, hi, my name's Ed. We shook hands, and I said, so what do you do? And you kind of said, uh, you know, I'm an art director, nobody knows that. And I'm like, I-, I run a marketing agency, and you're like, okay, you're the only person in the room who knows that. Yeah, it was kind of the, the odds of that, uh, the serendipity involved, I guess, was was uh, was convenient at the time. And, you know, we had stuff to talk about while, while the girls were out looking at the campus and probably didn't want their dads uh, in the general vicinity. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it's funny. They find out sometimes that we've spoken. I'll say, yeah, I, I talked to Eddie today. And they're like, really? You're talking to my friend's dad? I'm like, yeah, yeah. See, sometimes dads make friends too. And uh, they're always surprised by that. So uh, how are you uh, doing? Uh, we find ourselves something like 75, 76 days into lockdown across the country. How are you doing with your business right now? Well, things are, are doing well for me. I have a full-time position. Um, I'm an executive creative director at an ad agency in uh, Washington, D.C. So our clients are primarily government clients. So they're actually very busy right now. So fortunately uh, for my my situation, I've been able to uh, you know stay gainfully employed and, and, and working uh, in, on a pretty steady basis. Uh, and uh, however, like most of the, the country, uh, we are working remote until things get uh, settled down a little bit. So why don't you uh, why don't you tell me tell our audience a little bit about your background how did you get uh, to the role that you that you have today well, I guess to make the long story short, um, after college, I looked like a lot of people do, looked around to see what I wanted to do. And uh, I thought act- advertising was pretty interesting. And I ended up going to a specialty uh, school, a postgraduate school, a two-year program in Atlanta, Georgia. And I was able to get my advertising portfolio together and uh, uh after I uh, graduated there, went to Minneapolis and spent a majority of my career there working at ad agencies around the Twin Cities uh, and then uh, started my own business there. It was a, uh, in fact, uh, ironically, it was a postgraduate school similar to the one that I had attended. 
and uh, have been doing that for for quite a while now. And uh, that's that's kind of where I ended up where I'm at today, doing a little bit of everything. So I still work in the business, but I, I spend a lot of time working with students as well um, from around the country. Yeah, we uh, we had the opportunity to get together uh, a few months ago, pre-pandemic, and uh, I met some of your uh, colleagues and students. It was a good time. Uh, everybody had good things to say about knowing Eddie. It was very funny. They're like, oh, you're friends of Eddie? Okay, great. We're friends now. So it was uh, it was a good thing. And and I think it's a, a good lead into what you have created today. And uh, today, uh, you know, on the podcast, what I'd like to do is focus on. Uh, Craigslist and the community that you've created there. And, you know, so uh, maybe you can first tell us what it is and, and correct my pronunciation. And, uh, and maybe uh, we can walk into, you know, why you created it and, you know, what the community is about. Yeah, sure. It is Craigslist. It's kind of tricky to spell. Uh, and when you see it, it's kind of tricky to pronounce, but it's basically creativity is ageless. And, uh, as I was going through a job search several years ago, uh, I started talking to peers of mine and found that they were having difficulty finding uh, jobs themselves when the recession had hit and they were bringing up the topic of ageism and I hadn't really experienced it yet and was surprised how often I was hearing about it. And I put that in the back of my brain and uh, kept about my business and, and I secured my new position and, and then... Um, about a few years later, when I was looking again, it became even more prevalent to me. I became more aware that it was more prevalent than I expected ageism in the advertising community as I talked to other people who were looking at uh, new new jobs or job changes or, or whatever their situation was. And the interesting thing was if I compare that to – I told you before I started that group. Uh, I, mean, I started that school, which is a postgraduate school, so I'm – I was regularly talking to people in their mid-20s, and those people had concerns. They were concerned about their financial well-being, their future, their family members, how it was, their career was going to affect them. And, and, and quite frankly, some of them just didn't know what to do next. And when I talked to younger people, that's where their headspace is at. What I found is, as I started talking to people in my cohort, asking, you know, what's going on with you? They were concerned about financial situations, what was coming next, their, how it fixed, how it affected their family, their children, their parents. And it was the same, they were, both groups had the exact same concerns. And what I looked at is, well, I've helped all these people in their 20s for the past two decades. What can I do for people in their 40s, 50s, 60s and beyond? Is there a way I can help them as they try to figure out what they're trying to do? And that's where Courageless was, was, was founded and born. Well, it's it's uh, interesting because you know, we've we've heard about ageism in other uh, industries, but what's interesting to me is that um, the creative industry. You would think that um, experience uh, and being relevant uh, that that those somehow would go hand in hand. Uh, it's interesting uh, that uh, that that's not the case. That um, someone who has got years of of experience and a and a portfolio, as you had mentioned earlier, you know, putting together a portfolio, somebody who um, who has a portfolio of work that uh, you know that that somehow ends up being a hindrance or or a challenge for them. Yeah, there's a lot of misperceptions out there. I was just. Uh in a webinar uh, last week where they were talking about some of the myths and the perception that maybe somebody who's in the business is going to, or in a certain age is going to cost more. Uh, they're going to have a harder time with technology. Uh, there are societal uh, 
stereotypes that that weigh in as you hit different age groups, you know, all the way. It, it doesn't matter if you're a, a, a Gen Z or if you're a boomer, everywhere in there, there's stereotypes that we apply to those people. And those those stereotypes, as we get to be in our 40s, 50s and 60s, become more negative as they're attached to career performance. And it's unfortunate and it's not true. And in many cases, it, it, it can finish somebody's career off or, or not allow them to re-enter the workforce. But that, that does happen. And it's, it's pretty, it's more prevalent than people will realize. It's, it's interesting. I think one of my favorite, I think it's a New Yorker cartoons is, um, there's two panels. And in the first panel, you see an old fish passing by two young fish and the old, and and underneath the old fish is, is speaking to them and says, uh, nice water we're having. And in the next panel, it's just the two young fish and one looking at the other going, what the heck is water? And it's, uh, it's, I've often thought about, uh, you know, that the, you know, as an older fish that we're aware of the technology and just what it takes to achieve that. Uh, we're, we're on a podcast and I know, just what it what it takes to achieve this podcast to avoid audio jitter to uh, be talking on a VoIP line and recording to wave files, and when I explain that to someone younger, they they don't always know all of the tech terms and all the technology. They just know turn it on and it works. Um, on the other hand, uh, they're much faster on any of the new apps than I am, and uh, you know they're quicker to show me how um, you know, a, a different app might serve the same purpose as something that I was doing that took much longer. So I think that there's a, a back and forth between, uh, you know, age groups or cohorts, as you put it, that, uh, that we sometimes miss. Um, and, you know, I wonder if that fell into some of the, the myths that you, that you heard in the, in the webinar. Yeah, it's interesting. And, you know, sometimes you'll hire someone who knows Instagram inside and out, but they only know it from how to use it, not necessarily how to put it into play strategically. So there is a balance uh, as as we go through, you know, our own careers and our own the, the, the knowledge and the wisdom that we gain along the way. But there is also a certain skill set that we may not have that another geographic, uh, you know, a demographic, uh, from an age perspective might have. And I think when we, when we look at how younger people interact with older people, it's critical in everybody's workforce, right? Because the generations do blend whether people recognize it or not. And we've even had, we just had a member join our peer group who's under 40 and that's fine. I mean, the group was started because there was a, there was a need in the 40 plus, but I've, I've often thought about eventually, the ageless part would take over and we could start to blend people. So I was really excited when this one, this one person, uh, uh, media person out of New York said, Hey, I'd like to be in the group. And I think there's a lot I can learn, a lot I can contribute. And we were like, sure. Welcome. Come on in. And, and he's been a great member to have, and he's a decade younger, you know, he's in his thirties, uh, at least a decade younger than most of the, the other participants in, in, in that particular group, but uh, everyone's contributing and everyone's helping and everyone's supporting each other. So it, it's really worked out well. That's great. So tell me a little bit about uh, the makeup of the Courageous group. Who, you know, who are the members or where do they come from in, in general? Yeah, they come from pretty much all over the place. Uh, we have a, a Facebook group, uh, a free Facebook group online, and then we have uh, peer groups that are similar to mastermind groups. And I, I guess the primary makeup is they come, they come in with three different directions. Uh, one would be they're looking at uh, a career transition. 
So either they've been laid off or they're in a job and they just want a different job within their industry or they maybe they want to switch industries completely. So they're they're in that career mode. The other group are people who are in the entrepreneurial phase. They're maybe they're working and they want to do a side hustle that they want to turn into a business. They're they want to start a new business, you know, cold turkey. They just want to get something up and running. They've been thinking about forever, or perhaps they have a business currently and they just need the support and the and the people around them um, to go ahead and you know it, it help them with networks and contacts and ideas and thoughts and strategies and all the things they need there. And then the third group <coughs> is. The third group are people who they may not need any of that other stuff. Uh, I, we call it the, the service group. They're, they financially they're, they might be in a great spot, uh, and they're looking at how do they give back. And it's it's you know, are they mentoring, educating, are they working with nonprofits, starting a nonprofit? Uh, those are the three main sort of categories of people that we deal with. And the, the common thread is they either come from a creative industry. We found that people who are in advertising are often have been in theater. People who are in theater have writing skills. People who are writing, um, maybe want to do acting and there's, and everybody's probably been a musician at some point in, in our group, uh, of some level. So that, that was always the common thread, um, is this sort of creativity aspect. Um, the other tangent on that is there might be someone who's been in an industry that's not necessarily considered creative, maybe finance or some things or engineering, and they just want to move into something else. So they might be, if they were, for example, a successful accountant for 20 or 30 years and they go, I've always wanted to do voiceover work. How do I do that? Where do I start? Where would I begin? Well, we have a whole community there to help build build a network for them and, and, and provide them with that kind of information and the support to go ahead and, and do it. And that's the critical thing, Arthur, is when I was saying earlier about comparing the two groups, the younger people and the older people, the value and the strength of being younger is you have time to make mistakes, right? You've, you've got lee- leeway, you've got wiggle room, you've, you've, you know, you're invincible, you've got all that going for you when you're in your mid-20s. And, and that doesn't downplay the concerns that, that you have when you're there, but that's, that's the plus you have. And when I was comparing the two groups, I was like, well, what are the pluses that we have? You know, we're on the opposite and we're kind of worried about things, worried about time. It's a big pressure for us. But what we have is not just knowledge and wisdom, but we have a network. I know a lot of people. I know some people who are very, very successful. I know some people who are very smart. I've had, you know, I've had an entire lifetime to build a network that I can bring to bear. And when I was looking for my own job search, I realized that a lot of times my network wasn't able to help me, but I'd get off the phone and I'd be like, I need to hook that person up with Arthur. Boy, they'd be great. And, you know, the, the network is the power of what we have in addition to the knowledge that we've built up over the years. And when we bring that to bear, and when you get into a group with five or six people that are focused on helping each other and moving themselves, moving each other forward in whatever their individual goals are. And when I start talking about their individual goals, it's going to surprise you what people are doing in our groups. But that's super powerful. That is really, really powerful. Uh, and, and, and people often underestimate the value of their network, not just to themselves, but to other people. That's interesting you say that. Even uh, I work with a lot of technology companies and uh, tech companies often look at at a network as the the physical network, the interconnection. And um, what what they've often said is that um, the network's power grows in uh, its connectivity to other devices. So think about the internet that the internet and the power of the internet grows in its interconnectedness with other servers and other devices. So it's no different for human networks that. The, the power of the network, as you've said, the, the fact that you know someone and that when you connect with a new someone, 
you get to connect with all the other people they know who you don't. And, and, uh, I think you're right. I think that, uh, a younger group, uh, people who are just coming in the industry, they certainly don't have that kind of a network. And, uh, you know, if, if both sides are open to it, the, you know, uh, there's a lot of uh, win-win there. Oh, definitely. And, and the, uh, the energy level too, because there's, it, it's easy as you get older to become <clears throat> more, I don't want to say jaded or, but you can be right. And younger people, and again, I'm stereotyping here, but they tend to be excited about things and they want to get things going. And, um, and some people in our community need that. Now I will tell you, I talked to a 76 year old woman who's teaching dance classes through zoom. And that woman does not need to be energized by anybody. And that's like, that goes back to the myths that we talk about, you know, she's fired up and she's excited and she's working with her students and she picked up the technology. I walked her through how to set up her zoom class and she's doing it on her own. Now it's not like she wasn't able to do it. So, you know, myth busted there and she's got all the energy in the world and she's super interesting to talk to. And I can only imagine who she knows in the community. And, and just from talking to her for, for just a, a few sessions, uh, um, realizing her backstory and all the interesting things she's done. I, I can only imagine if I needed something in that world, she probably knows somebody who's been pretty successful doing it and would be a great resource. So it's just, you're right. It's about bringing, it's also, I think, being aware of the connectivity. Like when we get into the groups, I've been in groups before and they kind of ramble around and you meet once a week or once a month and nothing gets done. And that's not, that's not the way we're set up. Everybody gets an opportunity. Everybody gets homework assignments and the homework assignments in the groups and the peer groups are not just for you. So if you came in and said, Hey, I'm going to start a, you know, whatever, a pizza place, you know, I'm, I, I want to start my own business. You know, well, there's, you leave there with tasks and I might, and, and I, as your member, as your peer group member, I might go, you know what, Arthur, I know two guys that have started uh, pizza places and you need to talk to them. They've both done it. They've done it forever. You need to talk to them. Here they are. Boom. There's there, or, or my homework is to go and, and find somebody that's done that for you, you know, in my, my network. Uh, and so I leave there with homework as well, not just for myself, but for other people. And we're all held accountable. It's, it's, what do you, what can I, and in fact, we talk to our members about what can you do for someone else in the group? And then what can you do for yourself? And that, that starts to pay it off. We're, we're doing a cool thing right now where one of the, one of the women, she's from New York, she's in Manhattan and she wants to develop her portfolio for, um, content writing. And she's been writing articles for us and it's building her portfolio and we're all editing for her and reading and reviewing. And she came up with a concept. She's like, I was walking around New York and she goes, I'm seeing all this street art. This art is awesome. I've never seen it before. Cause it's covered with people walking by. So she went out and took those pictures. And one of the guys goes, I love that stuff. Uh, the media person for, who happens to also be from New York, he's like, I collect all that on my Instagram. And, and then one of the guys, uh, who's in the group and, and from Indiana, cause this is, these people are from all over the country. He was like, I'm going to go do that with my daughter this weekend. So we're about to put up a post today where she's collected all the street art. She's wrote a great, you know, beautiful post about it. And I've, I've got other members who want to contribute, who actively want to contribute and support her and, 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 and also are benefiting from it uh, as well. And that's, that's just one example of how, a simple idea she had when you bring everyone together, people start getting excited and things start happening. And, you know, that's, that's, to me, that's the exciting part about the whole process. That's fantastic. Let me ask you, Ed, um, how can someone 
look into CreageList, uh, perhaps become a member? What uh, What are the ways that uh, they can uh, connect and contact you? Yeah, the easiest way is just go to the website. Uh, it's CreageList, C-R-E-A-G-E. L-E-S-S, createless.com. And when you get in there, you can dig around a little bit. There's articles and uh, we'll be starting a podcast in the fall. And the easiest thing to do is go to the membership page. You'll see there's, you can join the Facebook group for free, get in there and, and just see some of the stuff we post for our, our free members. But if you really have a project that you want to get going, and, and that can be anything, uh, Arthur, we have people who have, are doing bucket list things. One, one, one guy was like, you know, I don't really need a job, but I've got a good job. But what I wanted, I've always wanted to do comedy. How would I even start doing that? And we brought together a group of comedians that are going to put together some educational things that are there that will uh, help other people, but also directed it towards him so he could talk to those people. Uh, so it can be something like a bucket list like that, too. I have another I have a, a woman in Dallas her and her husband are going to retire in five to 10 years and they're working on a business plan because they want to start a bed and breakfast and the group helps them are helping them work through that. So the variety is crazy. Um, so bring your, whatever the thing you've ever wanted to do, whatever that is, you bring that to the, to the group and we'll help you, you know, we'll, we'll support you and they can, um, go, go to the website again, it's createless.com and uh, sign up for a membership. It's month to month, so there's not like no long-term commitment if they don't they don't like it. And uh, just get in and meet some folks and, and start getting something done. Because the biggest thing, Arthur, is as you get older, you need to start realizing people are going to start controlling your life unless you control your life yourself. And you do the things you want to do and you start to appreciate time or the lack thereof and everything counts. And if you want to sit around and blink, five years are going to go by. But if you want to come in and get something done, then in those five years, you'll have achieved something that you can feel good about. And that's really what we're about is, is as you're, we're, we're, we all, we've all been there before. So we all know where we're, where we've been, but we want to figure out where we're going, make something happen and, and get to the next place. And if, if, if anyone's listening and that's where their head is at right now, and they just need a, whether it's a kick in a butt or whether it's just pure support, uh, if they come on over to courageless.com, I think you'll find some people there that are, are fired up and, and ready to help out. Ed, thank you so much for coming on talking about this today. And uh, just to repeat, Creageless, C-R-E-A-G-E-L-E-S-S dot com. And uh, also the Creageless Facebook uh, Facebook group, um, you know, we encourage people to uh, take a look. And uh, thank you, uh, Eddie Prentice, uh, founder of Courageous, for uh, joining us and uh, being on the Brand Telling Podcast today. Thank you, Arthur. I appreciate it. Build a better brand story for your business. Schedule a complimentary consultation with the Brand Tellers at Communication Strategy Group. Send a note to contact-us at gocsg.com or visit us at communicationstrategygroup.com forward slash contact.